to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Denise Sith. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so where has the time went, dudes? We're like, uh, literally, we're in the third week of July. Um, Christmas is coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway. So, um, the kiddos are going to be going back to school soon. Um, and I actually started getting all of my, uh, ducks in a row with respects to, of course, my little search to basically find the, my emotional well-being, right? How I'm, I'm like really stuck on my well-being and a holistic approach uh, and a practical approach as well to just be living a healthier and more fulfilling life by basically prioritizing my own self-care. And this includes, right, kind of developing this resistance against like negative emotions. I'm starting to get sleep again, laughing more. Uh, and so I was scrolling around on Instagram uh and I ha- I was looking for something specific and um I was scrolling scrolling and I'm like oh I found something else and then I'm like wait this actually works more and so I wanted to kind of like go through it with you guys and I totally encourage you guys to seek it out and um there's like books and his foundation but I found Deepak Chopra's uh seven pillars of life And I went through this in the past, and I'll be honest with you, I was not in a proper place because I thought it was all BS. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, And so I started to go through it again, and then I realized that, you know what, I kind of like feel that I am in a position for this. So I started following his podcast again, and um, I, I find his voice like very soothing i know some people have said that about me and i'm like i don't see it and i don't see that mr sith sees it either (laughs) but anyway i wanted to discuss just really briefly the seven pillars of life um i really like this and i do think that the more people talk about this stuff the more people start doing them the better people feel when people are feeling better, they're nicer, they're kinder, and we start creating a better world. And again, we can do that one person at a time. I know a lot of people don't think you can make changes because it's just you, but I absolutely disagree with that. I feel that like this, it makes this snowball effect. And in turn, you know, boom, you get to start making a better world. So he has these seven pillars and I have little notes here, guys. So just bear with me. They're the seven pillars of life um, are movement, sleep, mindfulness, emotional regulation, nutrition, relationships, and laughter. 
which I loved because I'm telling you, unless you have been out with a bunch of girlfriends and laughed your butts off so hard that you were crying and almost peeing in your pants, and then the ride home, you felt like a million trillion dollars because it released all of that stress that you had been carrying into that girlfriend date, I'm telling you, you ain't lived. (laughs) That's why kids are always just like, when kids laugh, I feel like it just shows so much joy and emotion on their face. And I just love a good laugh with friends, period. Um, Okay, so we are going to talk about these. And let's see. So the first one we're going to talk about is emotional regulation. So the little bullet points on this were like big picture thinking, deep breaths, and healthy outlets. Well, don't we all need those? Um, Emotions pretty much are the most pressing that we have, right? We're all driven by emotions daily. I mean, good Lord, most of the time they controlled my life. But there's really, your emotions, there, there isn't any doubt that your emotions dictate like actions, intentions, thoughts, all that stuff. But if you act too quickly on them, you risk making decisions that you're going to regret. Okay? Take it for my personal peri- uh, my personal experience. You make a ton of <laughs> decisions that you regret. Um, and then that's like a whole nother road you got to go down before you can get down the road if you just like shut up in the first place. Um, talking to myself. So he states that you could practice regulating your emotions with like his little tips. Seeing the bigger picture. That everything in your life serves a higher purpose in the midst of an upsetting event right? You need to trust that there's like an ultimate purpose. And I don't think I could really see that in the past, but I do see that potential now. Um, Try not to react immediately. Take deep breaths for five minutes. That's a long time when you're mad people. Okay. (laughs) Feel your muscles relax and your heart rate slow down. So mine will be like a hundred. And remind yourself that it's going to pass. Okay. So I don't think I could sit if I'm pissed off for five minutes. I can maybe do a minute in a bathroom. um, So I don't break stuff. Just saying. Um, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, people. It's a lifetime project I've committed to. Um, (laughs) Replace your thoughts. Okay. So negative emotions equal reoccurring negative thoughts. So when you're confronted with an emotion that's upsetting, force the negativity out of your mind and think happy thoughts. That actually works because I I have done that. I'm a very um, imaginative person. So I'm really good at visualization uh, that kind of stuff. Like I can put, I am the, I am the queen of daydreamers. I could shut my eyes midday and take myself anywhere I need to go. Like I'm all in just sometimes, sometimes I am using that now, that ability to escape and give myself a rest and calm. So yeah, I mean, just got an idea here. Um, find a healthy outlet. So don't bottle up your emotions, right? Write them down in a journal or talk to someone you trust. Okay. 
Now, for me, I grew up in Chicago in a predominantly Italian neighborhood, and you didn't write anything down if you didn't want people to know. You know what I know? If you know, you know, okay? Um, But I do talk to my therapist. There's that. (laughs) It's like, ah! Uh, No, if you don't want people to know, don't write it down. I'm not a diary person. Um, Although I do, I'm really good at note-taking, if that makes sense. I'm going to note take all my instances. Um, So the next, that was one pillar. So another pillar is sleep. And the bullet points were an evening routine, your bed is sacred, and avoid napping. Well, you know what? I'm all in. (laughs) Now that I'm sleeping like people, you guys, you don't even know how amazing it is to be sleeping again. It has made, I am healing for my inflammation so quickly like it's happening rapidly now um i've i'm feeling better and better every day simply because my body is healing itself again because i'm finally sleeping oh like so uh deepak chopra says that evidence illustrate i'm reading this okay so this is him Evidence illustrates sleep is key to your well-being. Without restful sleep, both your mental and your physical wellness suffers. Amen, Chopra. Okay. Um, He is spot on with that right now. Um, Because sleep plays an important part in your brain's ability to function. Okay. It reduces stress and it's involved in memory and learning, which is why I was like a hot mess, walked into a kitchen with an empty glass and had no idea why I was there. Um... Lack of sleep leads to mental health problems, depression, anxiety. I mean, hello, I'm raising my hand right now. All of the above, okay? Um, but there are a number of things that um, you could do to get a good night's sleep. So this is what he recommends. For me, I had to go to Europe and lose seven hours on my return flight. Um, <laughs> uh, establish a bedtime routine and try to get up and go to bed at the same time every day. So I actually do that now. So I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock sharp, no phone for up to an hour and a half before that. And I get up probably about 6, 6.30 now, um, like clockwork, so without an alarm. And um, I will not touch my phone for the first hour, period. That has been harder for me. But I really felt like I needed to not look at my phone within the first hour. It's really helped me just kind of not be on so quickly and be able to enjoy a morning routine. Um, uh, A drink of warm milk or a light snack before bed may help. I don't like to drink milk. (laughs) I don't drink milk. Um, I do nut milk. But I don't want to drink nut milk before I go to bed too. I guess I would do a tea, like a chamomile tea. Um, but normally I just drink water, uh, only use your bed for sleeping and go to bed when you're sleepy. That is huge. Cause I know people who will sit in bed all day and watch TV. And I'm like, how do you sleep in your bed? If your body thinks that's where you watch like 90,000 episodes of law and order SVU, you know who you are. Okay. Um, <laughs> pick your poison. That's what you do. Um, avoid napping during the day and aim to be more active to assist with a better night's sleep. 
So I'm not a napper and never ha- haven't been. When I we got back from Europe, I was totally falling asleep midday just because I was trying to catch up, but I refused to nap more than like 45 minutes. So I was setting my clock in case I fell asleep. <laughs> then I would wake me up. But I do not nap during the day. Normally, if you find me napping during the day, um, I'm probably not feeling well. There's that. Um, and it really does help um, when you're like on track. Like don't eat like, you know, a bag of Doritos or we don't even need Doritos. I don't even know why I said that. Anyway, don't eat like chocolate before you go to bed. Although they say sometimes that helps. It, it does. It's too... You really need to just chill out. Find things that just relax. Don't eat too much because you don't want to digest while you're going to bed. That's not healthy. Um, I just try to do the most like low end thing before I go to bed. Just like chill. Make sure your bedroom's quiet and has sufficient ventilation before you go to bed. Okay, can I just tell you? There's like, for me, there's no such thing as sufficient ventilation. I have a ceiling fan that's currently not working and um, Mr. Sith has to either go up in the attic and check the electrical or we need to call an electrician because I would prefer that that's on as well. Okay, so I a ceiling fan, which currently isn't working. I have a little like stand-up fan, like a, just a little like table fan that I put on my bedside. Um, if it is cool outside, I open the window. Right now it is hot a F with humidity. So I don't want the window open at all. But um yeah. And I only sleep with one blanket and my feet are never under it. <laughs> like usually anything below my knee is like open the air. I can't stand it. So that helps. I love it. Um I used to sleep with white noise, but I found that the fans, um, I like the way they sound better. There's that. Um Third pillar, mindfulness um, and meditation. So it says meditate daily, focus on your senses, and fight urges, right? So, I mean, this is what he says, okay? Mindness coupled with meditation is about purposely focusing your attention on this movement, on this moment, sorry. Focusing your attention on this moment, the present It's about accepting the present moment without judgment. By practicing mindfulness and meditation, you can savor life's pleasures as they happened. And you may be less likely to get caught up in worries about things that come and regrets over things that were. Now, uh, y'all know I don't meditate, but I do, I can sit and do like a vision, like a verbal, uh, what do they call it? Oh my gosh, like a walkthrough meditation. I'm not out, but I like when somebody's talking me through it and describing things because as they're walking me through a meditation and describing it, I, in my queendom of being able to visualize like a king, okay, like a boss, I should say, then I'm able to to walk through that meditation with them easier. If I'm left on my own accord to do it, not so much. Like, nope. I'm just like, did I sure shut off the, you know, did I unplug the blow dryer? Did I turn the dishwasher on? Did I put a pod in the dishwasher? I don't even know. So yeah, I can't do that. So you can start practicing mindfulness today. Okay. 
sensory, create, you know, concentrate on smells, touches, taste, sight, sounds, name them without judgment, right? And let them go. Boom, right? Meditation. Sit in a quiet space, focus on your breathing, allow your thoughts to come and go without judgment, and then return your focus to your breathing. Now, I also feel that for me, I've been doing visualization instead, like I just said, and doing the walkthrough meditation allows me to visualize. So I guess I'm meditating. I'm kind of doing both. There's that. Um, Urge surfing. Okay, so cope with your cravings and allow them to pass. Concentrate on how your body feels as you begin to crave something and replace the craving sensation with the certain knowledge that it will go away. Okay, so this is true, but with my holistic nutrition background, I can tell you that if you have a sweet, salty, or sour craving, your body is requesting something specific, okay? There's lots of things to look at, but you can surely Google it, okay? And it will tell you the things that would be substitutes for a crappy, like junk food, sweet, salty, sour. You know what I'm saying? Um, You'll be surprised how your body is talking to you. But because of the way we have skewed our nutrition, especially in the United States, okay, our country has not lost all ability to read and understand what our body is telling us. Um, because we just feed it with sugar, synthetics, and dyes. Just saying, it's the truth. Um, body sensations. Notice the littlest, okay, the subtlest body sensations. Uh, tingling, itch, also without judgment, let them pass. Okay, listen, when I have to go through them, the when you go do the walkthrough meditations, I itch everywhere when that happens. Like uh, suddenly I'm just like, my nose is itchy. My nose is itchy. Don't move your hands. Why is my ear flipping? Like, ooh, ooh, there's a spot on my back. I could scratch it with a pole right now. It hurts so bad. Ooh, my foot. I got a cramp in my foot. Like why? Why does this happen? But take note of each part of your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And honestly, if you do just ignore it, it will go away. Because I will be like, do not scratch that. Do not move, Denise. Do not move from these crystals right now. (laughs) Usually I will do it and hold on to some crystals. Be it as you may. I don't want to hear about how I'm like, whatever. I like my crystals. I like the energy from them. Be the quiets. And I've got some cool things coming up with that. Little surprises. Um, anyway, um, next pillar, movement. Okay. Ooh, this was a big one for me. Yoga practice. Yeah. Uh, walking, Pilates, stretch. Let me just tell you something. I've always wanted to do Pilates. I'm sorry, but people who do Pilates got some rockin' bods, okay? They are like stronger than, like, they're like pole dancers. I know people could be like, wow, Denise, that was like out there, way out there. If you think you're in shape, get up and try to do what some of like the international comp- like competitive pole dancers do. And then... Let's talk about whether or not you're really in shape. Like, wow. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, this has nothing to do with stripping. You need to go to like the world pole dancing Google, okay? And watch the 
like the literally gravity defying moments that they do. It's outstanding. Anyway, uh, Deepak Chopra says that yoga and in fact, all types of movement from walking and Pilates to regular exercise and even Tai Chi, uh, have become popular practices with millions around the globe, reaping the benefits of regular movement. But you can maximize the impact of yoga and movement to increase your sense of well-being. So movement is essential for healthy body and mind. And with um, just a few tips, he adds, you can enrich your yoga practice, bringing together movement, mindfulness, and improved sleep. Notice there's always improved sleep here. Now, I am not, um, I can't do yoga. First off, would I love to do it? Yeah. It's not that I don't like it and I have a problem with it specifically. You're talking about, I'm someone who can't even kneel on the floor because of the condition of my knees. If I'm sitting on a floor, I'm there's a 90% chance I'm not getting up. I'm just telling the truth, okay, in my current position. Someday, could I be like this huge yoga person? Sure. Is that likely? No. Okay. But I do think it's super beneficial. And I see the benefits in my friends and people who use it. So he's saying that if you meditate before class, that you practice your mindfulness techniques for a few moments, and then this like increases your body's awareness and creates a general, like a greater connection to your breathing. And I try to do that through... Um, while I'm doing devotional in the morning and also with my visualizations. And if you find your mind wandering during your practice, once again, you're supposed to bring back your focus to your breathing. So I didn't actually realize that. Like, what is the big deal with the breathing? The breathing is supposed to be like calling you back from your squirrel. So like when I'm actually sitting there and I'm trying to be mindfulness and then I'm just like, did I clean my coffee cup? Squirrel, you know, like bring it back. I'm supposed to be like breathing breathing, breathing, Denise. So I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm just not structured enough for it right now, but I'm not ruling it out completely. So he says to use your breath as a guide during your yoga practice. If you're breathing too hard, focus on relaxing and re-engaging with a calmer breathing. I do, again, like I struggle with the breathing only because I have a really high resting heart rate because of all my medical stuff. So I can't get to those things just naturally right now, which it's just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, after the yoga session, they say, don't just jump right back into doing things that you're supposed to allow a transition time where you don't reach for the phone right a day, uh, right away. You like drink lots of water or tea and just kind of like enjoy the session. So you have some like downtime with yourself. That makes complete sense. I do that after massages. Um, and after my acupuncture, I really like to just take a moment to just like chill out and, you know, just kind of be with me. And I'll literally just sit in the car and drink my water and always drink water after you have any kind of mindfulness session, whether it be yoga or, you know, acupuncture, massage, all of that. Just take a moment to just sit and drink lots of water. Your body needs to be just hydrated after that. Um, we got about, what, three more pillars? So let's take a quick break for our sponsor and then we'll jump right back in.
Hello, friends. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by another family-owned small business. Dare Universe was founded by Rick and Janine Mason in 2022 after years of hashing around the idea of opening up their very own store that facilitates and helping you connect with your mind, body, and soul. Based out of Sanford, Florida, right here in the USA. They take great pride in being able to provide a great selection of merchandise for every budget. Dare Universe is a high-quality, personalized experience, not like those cheap big box or mass world delivery sites. Their mission is connecting you to your higher self. They carry a large selection of high-quality and authentic items and services like sage sticks, chakra balancing, intention candles, essential and chakra oils, over 90-plus incense scents to choose from, crystals, bracelets, manifestation kits, and teas. You all know that I'm all about finding calm in the daily chaos of life. I use Dare Universe for that little extra something that helps bring me to a calmer self. Check out Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com and you can get $5 off your order using the promo code Finding Calm in the Chaos. Again, take a look at Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com and find the calm in your chaos. All right, we're back from our sponsor. We're talking today about Deepak Chopra's Seven Pillars of Life. And uh, we are on nutrition, which is my favorite. And the bullet points were meal planning, fresh foods, reduced snacking. I will tell you, I'm not a snack fan. So I'm just, I just never been, I don't know. I don't snack. I feel like it's a waste of time. I feel like if you're eating, nourishing three meals a day, um, that even if you're snacking, and when I say snacking, I mean like, I don't like have a bag of Doritos and sit down and go at it. I don't eat like a, a whole row of Oreos. I don't even like Oreos. I never have snack food in my house, like that junk snack. But you will always find nuts, especially pistachios, fruits. Um, we always have nori chips. So we love seaweed chips. Peter loves them. And just little things like that. We don't have like dry things, uh, protein bars. We have those. Um, we do smoothies, stuff like that, juicing. But you just won't see like, we just don't shop in the junk aisle. We don't. And it's rare that I even go down the middle aisles when I do go to the grocery store. Um, I stick to all the outsides, which is if you live in America, everything on the outside, outside of the bakery. <laughs> I don't know how that's always shoved there because um, that's always just junk food. Um, but like your fresh meats, um, your fresh seafood, your fresh, you know, fruits and vegetables are always going to be on the outside. So there you go. Um, so... Chopra says that there's a growing amount of research that shows that our well-being is influenced by our diet. Absolutely. Not only does a healthy diet protect against ailments, but shopping for and preparing healthy meals is an effective way to distract yourself and help you practice your mindfulness skill. Amen. Let me tell you, when you a lot, the people who struggle the hardest with eating right are people who order out, order in, 
go out or eat junk food. And number one, a couple things have happened here. Number one, you have gotten yourself out of the rhythm of naturally making a meal for yourself, enjoying the process. And I know a lot of people don't like to cook and that's not what I'm saying, okay? But reaching for a jug of orange juice that's got fake, you know, whatever added to it for your benefit that's filled with sugar and orange juice is like the fifth ingredient and it's only like, you know, it, it just, ill, okay? Versus buying a bag of oranges, peeling them, cutting them, putting them into a juicer, and going through that process actually makes you feel better mentally about what you're doing. When you drink it, you feel good about what you're putting into your, it's like you're psych yourself out. It's a true thing. Okay. It is a real, real thing. Um, so combine good nutrition with exercise diet on its own is not effective enough to reach a healthy body weight compared to combined diet and exercise. Absolutely. And if anyone tells you they lost weight with a pill a supplement or drink alone uh, or any kind. I'm not a fan of like weight loss programs because they are not permanent. They are not a permanent lifestyle change. You must alter how you eat, how you shop, how you prepare food, how you consume that food. You need to know how to cook it. You need to know all of these things are part of the process of weight loss and you have to move, period. Can people lose weight with all of those things I said not to do? You can short-term, it's a yo-yo thing, right? You get a short-term lose weight and then gain it back. But I guarantee you that anybody who told you they lost a bunch of weight on any program will gain it weight back, sometimes even worse than they were prior, as soon as they skew or walk away from that program, period. So I don't wanna be a slave to a program or a product. I would rather adjust my entire lifestyle so that I can enjoy eating. Nobody likes enjoy, uh, to me, I can't see how anybody, like, so yeah. So I'm not gonna say that nobody does or that you can't because I'm sure some people absolutely can or convince themselves that they do. But I personally cannot enjoy eating from a boxed diet meal. It's not going to happen. I would prefer to eat a fresh, like raw meal that I made myself. Raw as in I'm, right now I've been craving just raw fruits and vegetables. And that's what's working for me. You know what I'm saying? But just like eating, I hate to do it, like, you know, a diet meal out there for or a prepackaged food from some system it's not going to work for you. First off, they're filled with a bunch of junk. So you're better off learning how to actually prepare a small portioned meal for yourself by meal planning and all that than to just keep buying from these box diet dinners that are just chock full with synthetics and usually sugar, bad fats, seed oils, and all the stuff that makes people gain weight. Just saying. Drink water. This is a huge issue for everybody. It was an issue for me, but I will say that probably over the last 10 years, I am an excellent water drinker. 
but it's recommended that you drink eight to 10 glasses of water a day. I'm going to take that back. I know that he says that, but eight to 10 glasses of what? A rocks glass, a tall glass, an iced tea glass, a cute little glass, a tumbler. I don't know. What kind of glass, Deepak? I'm going to tell you all what kind of glass. Don't worry about the glass. You should be drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water a day. Unless you got a heart problem, then you talk to your cardiologist. You know what I'm saying? There's that. Okay. Pay attention to your eating habits because you need to be mindful of your eating by sitting at a table and enjoying your meals. Do not eat on the couch. Do not eat in your bed. And like my father does, do not eat standing up at the sink. You have to sit. You need to chew. You need to chew a small bite. You need to put your forks or your utensils down until you finish chewing and you swallow. And then you take a drink and everyone's like, why are you saying this to me? Because we have lost the ability to understand how we eat food here. I have witnessed people eat food like a vacuum cleaner savage. And I'm like, wow, like how does your body even know? Like how does your stomach even have time to tell your brain to stop when you're just sucking it down? Like what? Like Nunu from Teletubbies. Is that what the name of the vacuum was? I don't know. <laughs> it just came out. What a weird reference. Okay, moving on. Um, it also helps avoid indigestion and overeating. Okay, the reason why you put your utensils down between bites is so that you can chew, you can drink to clear your throat, and then you want to give yourself time to for the signals, right, are all hormonal. Your stomach needs to signal your brain whether or not it's full or it wants more food. If we're just like choking it all down, we've already overate. So how do you know if you overate? If you finish dinner and you feel like <sighs> that sound, trust me, explains it if you've felt that way. Um, you ate too fast. Um, implement an Ayurveda. I don't know how to say it. Is it Ayurveda? or Ayurveda. I don't know. Lifestyle, which suggests we include six tastes and colors. Now, I looked at this, and this is really interesting to me. Each taste, sweet, sour, sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent, offer exceptional healing and health properties, and colors are also beneficial for nutritional support. This is true. I like a colorful plate. I like all, and I also like different textures. I like soft, fluffy, so, you know, crispy. I love textured stuff. I love it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a person who's just like, I don't like the way that feels in my mouth. Nope. That sounded weird, but there are a lot of people who like won't eat oysters because they don't like the way they feel in their mouth. There are a lot of people who don't like certain things and they ah, it's just a texture thing. But texture is good. When you say that you don't eat a certain food, unless you literally, your mouth, your throat closes up and you have a complete reaction to it that causes you to, to, to possibly die, right? You have an anaphylactic reaction to something. You can't breathe. You need to go to the hospital. It's in your mind. It is completely something you have fabricated in your mind based on 
something that you just simply don't want to do. Now, I don't want to hear about, you know, oh, well, I'm a vegan. I don't eat meat because I like animals. I like animals too, but they are also tasty, some of them. Okay. But I totally respect you if you're vegan. Good for you. But don't eat like American cheese slices and then come tell me that you're a vegan. That's disgusting, okay? I know a friend who like would eat like that and tell me like I was bad for eating gyros. And I'm like, um, okay, like whatever. But if you are a vegan, you are eating like legumes and colorful food and you are like literally spicing an urban the heck out of your foods to make them taste wonderful and I am I'm like yeah that's good for you okay but if you are eating like Oreos and telling me you're vegan like nope not doing that that's a that's a hard no um relationships all right so this is the sixth pillar and obviously everyone's like how is that part of your like well-being. Well, why wouldn't it be? It's a relationship. They're really important to us. So he is saying that we need to be open and honest, listen to red flags, and express gratitude. Like, this is like so eye-opening to me because I would have literally like chuffed at this about five years ago. And now I'm just like, yes! Um, But he said that healthy relationships can enable us to be who we are, nurturing us. We just talked about this last week, guys. Like, whoa, right? I'm like freaking out right now because this is like all coming together and I didn't even mean it. Um, But they help us grow. (laughs) It's the little things. Healthy relationships reduce stress. And uh, Deepak Chopra says they've been linked to overall improved well-being. Well, how, yeah, right? So to ensure that you're enjoying like, actual fulfilling relationships be intentional think about the aspects of the relationship your thoughts and feelings and face the truth if you're flinching away okay it's time to reconsider the relationship and we talked about this last week that if you just have a bad taste in your mouth or you're eye rolling people you're with yeah it's time to probably cut that tie right don't assume A big danger of any relationship is assuming that the other person has the same thoughts and feelings as you, but we're all different. And even those close to us were different and we need to accept that, right? This is something missing from the world today that we all have lost our minds or most of us have lost our minds and we can't really understand that what we do and who we are is unique and wonderful and special, but you're not any more special than anyone else period. No one needs to know all about everything. You just need to just be you and be proud of you, but not shove it down everybody else's throat. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Had to go down there. Deepak did not say that. I did. Um, Break down communication barriers. This will help with open and honest communication. If you don't feel comfortable telling your friends brutal honesty but with kindness, mm, there's a there's a problem there. There's something that's creating a barrier. Um, he says use tell culture. So that is a communication strategy where you practice being honest and open with people 
lowering your barriers and uh, barriers and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Now, this is very hard for me, and I have done this. I would say in the last two to three years, and it is scary AF to do it, but I have really narrowed my circle of friends down to a really, what I call like an elite group of gals, okay? (laughs) I love them, but they're like an elite group of, now I wish they all lived close to me, but most of them live out of state, but it has really created um, a support of people that I can lean to. And I actually, when I have stuff that I'm going through or I have things that I want to share, normally I just keep it myself. Or I used to go like, well, can I call that person? I don't want to bother them. Or if I call, she can answer the phone. I had a friend once who just like never answered the phone. I felt like she only answered the phone upon convenience. And so is that a good thing for me? No. But then when I looked at it objectively, in the time that we had our friendship, my energy was in a lower vibrating place. So she probably just didn't want, like, wasn't vibe. She was vibing higher than me. So I was probably like that, you know, I don't know, like, you know, a boom call for her. I don't know what to say. Like, I was, I was basically just probably like a whiner to her. So I get it objectively looking back, but... Now I will reach out to those people and I know they're going to answer the phone. And if they don't answer the phone, I get the immediate text. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Let's talk later. I'll call you when I'm unpacking, you know, groceries, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just a better feeling. Like I feel more comfortable. So the last pillar is my favorite. It's laughter. And it says laugh in the AM, smile often and watch comedy. Heck yeah. Um, So he writes, so Deepak says, we all love a good laugh, but how often do we make time for laughter? Ask yourself that, okay? Remember I talked about, if you have not ridden around in a car with girlfriends or been at a coffee shop or out to dinner or anywhere with a bunch of girlfriends and laughed so hard that you cried and almost peed your pants, what have you been doing? You need to do that immediately. Um, the science of laughter suggests that it has a significant benefit on our well-being. And you can laugh more by including laughter in your morning routine, which I do with Peter. I love to laugh. Making a concerted effort to smile more often. I do. And if people think I'm creepy, I don't care. Because I feel good. Like you're either going to accept my smile or you ain't. I'm okay with either one. Uh, Setting your intention to laugh more. I do. I started watching comedies just because I'm not a fan of Hollywood right now. But this is Denise talking, not Deepak. Um, I'm not a fan of Hollywood in general right now. So anytime a movie comes on, I just feel like it's politically driven so I'm like uh, I don't want to watch it like I can't even watch Disney anymore peeps so I decided that um, I was just going to like write, watch random comedies and I found some pretty darn good stuff that's just funny like silly stuff pretty much anything with Kevin Hart I also will watch comedians now the problem with this is is a lot of comedians do go on a political off cut agenda 
during some of their stuff, especially after COVID. And I've literally just learned to put my big girl pants on and ignore what they say if it's not what my personal belief on that whole thing was, because that's life, right? That's their truth. This is my truth. And we literally just, Mr. Sith and I will just laugh through it. Is it what we believe? No. But you know what? They said it and they're funny and it was funny. So we just laugh. I love it. That's what we've been doing. Uh, and read the funnies every day. Okay. Um, Deepak, nobody gets the paper anymore. So how are we supposed to read the funnies? But I loved the funnies when they were out. I'm sure you can get them online somewhere, but sounds like a lot of work for me. Anyway, we can learn to laugh more. Most importantly, at ourselves, okay, and the world around us, okay? You can find out about all the different ways that you can laugh. Guys, I'm telling you, laugh, laugh, laugh. Like, I find that I'm trying to, laughter has really helped me get over being, like, rage episodes. If I find that, I've had so very few of them recently, and I think it's because I've really interjected this laughter. Um, it has been the most therapeutic for me in my quest, I would say, in the last six months. So there's that. Seven. We're going into seven. So this year, I've like really focused on just certain things with me. And this really, these seven pillars really reached out to me. I hope you guys got something out of this today. Uh, I ran a little bit longer than I wanted to. I'm trying to keep them to 30 minutes, but eh, it is what it is. I love that you guys take the time to be with me today. Again, if you like the episode, please take the time to leave a comment or something on it. Uh, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. Anyway, until next time, please do me a favor and lead with kindness.